Hi everyone, uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us uh, Mr. Puru Gupta and Mr. Uh, Srijit um, Mulail, uh, the co-founders of True Elements, uh, which is a consumer brand for healthy breakfast and snacks. Uh, hi Puru and Srijit, welcome to ELI. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Priya. Thanks hi. For on board. Uh, hi, Priya. I would uh, request uh, both of you to introduce yourself to our uh, audience. I will start with Puru. Okay, hi. So I've been, uh, I mean, I am an FMCG person by experience. I mean, uh, FMCG engineer graduate. I mean, I think most of us uh, are engineers. So I have, uh, I have done my engineering. Post that I worked in IT for a few years worked in FMCG and uh, Procter & Gamble for a few years. Post that, uh, been on our own for almost now 10 and a half odd years. Uh, Shrizd and I uh, started this more than 10 years back. I mean, uh, the last time I got a salary credit from someone else was on 31st March 2011. Suppose that we've been on our own. Shrizd, um, same thing. Hi, hi. Uh, so uh, I am a human resource professional by experience and training. Uh, by by upbringing, I am a uh, hardcore Malayali, uh, uh, but but yeah, I wanted to uh, as as Kuru put in, want to do something in the non-human resources uh, space, building building a brand, but didn't realize that everything revolves around human resources. So what I, I ran away from is what I'm doing right now, but for a bigger purpose, uh, which is driving us uh, every day. So that's my intro. Okay, uh, now tell us about uh, True Elements. What is it about? What are the different products and services we have? And what problem are we solving? Okay, so True Elements, uh, in our journey, I think True Elements was probably the middle point. Uh, so, you know, it was born in 2016 on because, and Shizit uh, and I started this with the very strong intent of doing something in preventive healthcare. Both of us, uh, actually had personal challenges, personal tragedies. I lost my dad to cancer uh, and she just lost his father-in-law to a heart disease. And I think what sort of pushed us was that maybe there are a lot of people out there who don't take care of health before it's too late. You know, they sort of just, just think it okay. Whenever something will happen, that is when I will do. So that is what anchored us. Obviously the journey has changed, evolved over the last 10 odd years. Two elements was, uh, no, I wouldn't say the finale, but maybe the semi-finale or, or quarter finale. But True Elements uh, as a brand stands today for a product that or food that does not lie to you, stuff that is uh, without any nonsense. And there is a reason where, you know, during our journey, we saw that while people are talking of health, uh, health is a very subjective, a very personal word. What defines as health is might be different for you, for me, or for Shudit or anyone else who's listening to this. And that is where I think, you know, it's an advantage as well as a disadvantage. How do you get conscious? How do you tell people that, you know, if you are looking at something with an objective of A, what somebody else is giving you is an objective of B. And that is where I think the whole thing about clean label came in that, you know, there are a lot of health foods out there who are making promises, who are making things that, okay, this is good for weight loss. This is good for diabetes but eventually it's not backed up by the right solutions. And that mm -hmm. I think was our genesis. And that's why the name True Elements, right? That that how do you be true to your customer? How do you be true to what you stand for and what's the customer? If there is sugar, please tell them openly there is sugar. If there is something wrong, tell them what is wrong. 
So in our mind, it was clean label. We got to know that it is called clean label, but for us, it was more like make stuff without any preservatives, without any added sugar, with 100% whole grain, and put that out there in front of the customers. And that is what True Element stands for today. Uh, in that whole clean food space, what we do believe is that you know, uh, for food, because again, that's a very personal choice, right? Taste buds are taste is much more important than health, and you know, mm. even though you might keep on talking about health, health, eventually you might get nudged till the shopping counter for health, but eventually you will pick up a stuff that is tasty to you. And True. that is where the whole genesis came in. Okay, health is good, but if it is not tasty, maybe customer will buy it for the first time, but she will not come again. That was the whole you know, uh, prognosis for us that irrespective of whatever we make, if the food is not tasty, because it's very easy to strip off all the uh, dirty things and give it to you, but then there's no fun, right? If I don't like eating it, I will not buy it again. And that was mm. the whole reason why we got what it is today. In that space, we realized that dinner and lunch are not to be touched. It's a very, you know, uh, those are very sensitive things. So we actually today operate in eight, 11, five consumption occasions, which is basically what you have at eight o'clock, what you have at 11 o'clock and what you have at five o'clock. That is the space in which we are operating. We call it breakfast and snacks you can call it nashta you can call it tiffin but that's the space as a brand that we operate in whatever products are there as part of that chassis we sort of uh, put that together uh speaking of products uh, what what sort of products are you ha having right now in your uh, portfolio okay so i'll i'll uh, i'll uh, you know just give a brief and should people please add on so what we do is uh, you know so so the problem or or thing that keeps us going is if you come back and say that purush did uh, uh you know i can never have dosa without baking soda or i can never have pancake without it so for us it's like you know that's a challenge we will take give us something tell us that okay you can't make a sauce without chemicals you can't make jams without chemicals those are problem statements for us and as long as they fit into our current 8115 we actually build those solutions so so far what we have done is we are largely in ready to eat uh, breakfast, which is essentially, you know, cereals, muesli, flakes, uh, oatmeal. Then we have, you know, ready to cook, which is again, one is grains where you have oats and quinoa and the rest of the super grains. Along with that, we also do ready to cook Indian and Western nashta. So when I say Indian nashta, it is dosa, it is pongal, it is um, kanji, lot of local uh, food that appeals to the local uh, taste buds but is devoid. If the current one has something crappy, we will replace it with something equally tasty, but without the nonsense. And that's what the genesis is. And then rest of the portfolio is something similar. So we have ready to drink, we have, you know, uh, dry fruits, we have uh, spreads, a lot of things largely. And recently we also launched an ice cream, which is uh, without uh, chemicals or sugar, you know? So again, it's, it's the problem that keeps us going that tell us in this space, if something has got nonsense, how do we sort of change? Shit, you want to add something? Sorry, yeah, so so uh, what what we are trying to do is obviously people come for packaged food for one reason, which is convenience, and what they don't want to leave away is taste. Okay, but in the quest of giving convenience and taste, what the world is doing with packaged food is they are looking at a shortcut whereby can we get a convenience and taste by adding stuff which will give you that taste but may not be natural, or which will give you that convenience which may not be the scientific way of handling the product. That is the, that is the space we are working in. So let's just, as Puru told, dosa, right? So uh, anybody who is having everyday dosa at home might probably make the batter at home, okay? But anybody who is not a 
everyday dosa uh, user will buy a instant dosa which is a mix there are a couple of brands but the challenge with the instant mix is dosa is a is an indian baked product it is tawa baked in 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 an in a western language it is tawa baked but to get that baking you need to if you put flour it will not bake it will not give you that bake baking puffing uh, puffy feeling to get that the only solution out there is adding a baking powder adding vegetable fat so that it get coagulates and then baking powder but both of those are a no go for us because we as a brand as 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 it is what we stand for doesn't allow us to do that because as such we looked at solutions so we got a dosa mix which is only flour and jaggery nothing else right and the same philosophy we applied on a pancake pancake is an area of how can you make a pancake without maida without baking powder without baking sugar and sugar or if if the closest people call naturalist but it has got yeast activated yeast but none of those is 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 fitting into our our definition we got it so in nutshell any product out there which can be taken uh, in comparison to what's made in the kitchen right for example when you are making a dosa fresh dosa you don't have to think about it you can trust it and make and make it can i can can as a brand give you that right same trust which you trust your your home cooked meal in a packaged form and that is what driving us so we have we have created so many innovations in last four years since two elements came in whether it is getting a single grain big souder which only has only jowar but it is sweet it has got the industry leading shelf life it has a patent pending okay or for example when you when you when you're telling that we want people to see and eat clean food right so we are not telling eat clean food see what you are eating can you do that so we got out of the traceability from farm to fork each of the ingredients used in each of the pouch can be tracked to the farm level right why are we doing it because what we believe is we are true as a brand so that's what drives us so we apply that in multiple avenues whether it is hiring people whether it is uh, or another another thing which will as a brand you don't have a contract employee in our factory because if a consumer is buying a pack which is opaque and trusting us to put that in a private space inside the tummy that the trust people are interesting us with so then obviously you need to think at the whole food value chain with that that outlook right when so saying hiring the way we treat people that's what drives so so we are trying to apply true which is a very fundamental and and necessary principle which every business should drive but for whatever reason packaged food was not been driven with that we are trying to rewrite that can you tell us what is the current scale of operation uh, right now in terms of how many consumers we have how many packets of uh, food we uh, sent to their homes so i mean we don't usually i mean we don't look at packets i mean roughly from a unit standpoint we sell around 2 and a half lakh units a month uh we are inching to around 100 arr 100 crores arr in uh top line uh but uh, you know very interestingly we had calculated something uh, internally that we actually ship today uh every 10 seconds we have one product that goes reaches a household you know so uh, that's a product every 10 seconds to every household so that's something that kicks us obviously we would love to take it to one second but uh, but that i think will happen with time uh we have a total army of around 290 or people uh we have our own production everything is in house uh we have our base in pune and uh, almost i think 60 65% is women the rest of it is uh, men 
now would be very curious to know how it all started what was the initial idea and uh, how in the first few days you executed this plan uh, in terms of how did you get the initial few customers how did you set up the uh, manufacturing and uh, how did you come up with the products in first place so that 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 i think you know so uh, in short priya what has happened is with every i think 10 failures we've got one step forward so uh, you know if i start counting all the failures it will probably take two and a half hours for us to share what are things but can share a couple of things uh, because those are you know between us those are almost like milestones for us uh, as i had said earlier that we started as an aggregator of uh, health brands because we said why should we reinvent the wheel there are a lot of good products out there why not build an alternate supply chain for them so uh, brands which were which were there but not really well known we picked up we started creating an alternate supply chain for them reached out to gyms reached out to dietitians and we started building a chain then later on we realized that you know that requires a lot of education to customers when we tried to educate people uh, then they said okay fine you've told us about it but where do we buy these and that is when we start we built an e-commerce platform for them but when we built an e-commerce platform we realized that while we were educating people that was not good enough for them to come to us because you know let's say i tell you about how to look at virgin uh, you know olive oil you'll understand what is the type of difference between olive oils but then you can probably go to a dmart buy one plus one and then why do i you know so then we were like consultants driving demand for other brands and that is what nudge just saying okay if we need to get the customers sticking around with us then we need our own label and that is how so it was not a brand to start with it was a private label as two elements where we said okay let's look at all the vendors at at peak we were selling roughly around three and a half to four thousand products on our you know uh, aggregated platform called healthyworld.in that is when we picked up the top products picked all of them saying okay are you agnostic to the brand and then they said yeah yeah you can use your own name we are okay so that is how true elements was born originally it was a private label to some of the products that were selling well and that is how it was it came into forte but then what what uh, eventually changed us was a we were also outsourcing a lot of those pr products then we said why don't we move it in house because the cost of the product would probably go down by half so we started investing in low cost machinery then we started making products around it saying okay wow great you know you can actually make it on your own and but then we said okay we are i think doing too wide too broad we don't know what what is the right customer who's the right customer who's buying it and why is she buying it for that gave us the focus of this whole 8115 so again this is a this is a very very you know uh, restricted version of almost a 10 year old history but that is how true elements sort of moved out down different caves and uh, shelves then sort of came out saying okay look at 8115 look at the breakfast and snack segment make sure you get deeper into it focus on it further and then build a right portfolio for it that's how you know it came out as puru told so we moved from distribution and e-commerce and then product okay and within product what we did is first we had contract manufacturing then we have our own manufacturing then we moved one more level in terms of sourcing so where we have reached right now is so we have reached so this is the first uh, 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 time when we have a contract uh, signed with farmers for sourcing right so so what i'm trying to tell you so we, we there we have gone to the last end of sourcing so from february onwards our main four ingredients would be directly grown for us by a bunch of farming societies 
and 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 so that means we have reached there in terms of supply chain. But why did we do that? As again earlier told you that we need to be sure what we are putting in the packet is is we know what we are putting in. So we only would know what we are putting in when we know where it's been grown, how it's been grown, how it's been handled, and what did we do with it. So with that objective, we did. So what we are trying to do with this multiple uh, uh, going deeper uh, I mean effort is can we bring that transparency into the complete food value chain? So we keep telling to our our team that. Uh, Usually factories are opaque buildings where a lot of, like for example, if you conventionally see any, any snack, uh, a brand you would have heard, no, the, the, the founder comes with the uh, proprietary seasoning mix, which not even the quality guy on the floor knows. He gives it, he makes it because that is the kind of even, for example, let's say Coke and Pepsi while we were growing up, we have heard the mix of Coke is so proprietary that the person who is actually mixing doesn't know what the is, right? So we keep telling our, our team, uh, we are not from that world. We are building a factory, which is actually a glass factory where everybody can see what's happening here. Okay. Everybody can see where what we are doing the stuff coming from. And then, so that's that, that's the, so why did this urge come in? Because of our, our three, like, like the, 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 the journey from a marketplace to this, because we, our quest is to bring transparency and bring true food to people. Food that doesn't lie to you. Okay. Uh, my next question is uh, for Srijit. Uh, can you tell us how did you find the right people to build this venture? So uh, tell us about uh, uh, the people or team that you have in place. I think we, uh, though I have hired uh, at least during my HR times, I would have hired at least 40, 50,000 uh, people because I was hiring majorly campus. But I, I don't think we still uh, are 100% sure what is that we are looking at. Okay. Uh, we fundamentally believe we are looking for people who are like us. Okay. Not that we are the best people out there. But uh, uh, when you look for people who are like us, okay, that means value system match, drivers match, world outlook match. Okay. Then uh, more or less uh, uh, the things uh, what we are trying to build. Uh, will be understood in the same way. But we still will have people uh, whose uh, value system would be same, but the way they look at value system would be different. For example, somebody will be very aggressive by, by persona, right? But somebody will be very calm and composed and, 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 and always in control. But if both the value systems match, okay? But the way they look at that system would be different. So what we're trying to do is to achieve these both. Right? That means anybody who is like us, Okay, other people who are looking at, and uh, I we would we would tell thanks to God's grace we have been more or less lucky in getting those people. For example, just to look at among our level one leadership that is right below both of us. Okay, uh, roughly sixty percentage of people are people who joined us in our earlier businesses. Right, my my current supply chain head joined after his BTEC MBA to manage e-commerce one small portfolio in 2013 right right now he's heading this my quality person again joined for thing something uh, very fresh my sourcing head joined as a customer care executive right so so what what we is we have been lucky to get those people and lucky to have those people trusting us and continuing with us okay so so uh, so answering one line question we know what you're looking for but have you been uh, clear cut, uh, uh, clear as to 
this is exactly the match we don't know but yeah we have been lucky to get those people to stick around so i don't know if you want me to give a gant to a bunch of hr guys hire like this and you will be successful sorry boss i don't think we have figured out but we have been lucky to be <laughs> having those people around uh tell us about the different challenges that you have faced uh, while uh, building and growing this venture so the challenges we had till 16 when we were doing multiple stuff and reached two elements was different okay so the initial business the challenge was uh we didn't quit our jobs to earn that extra margin which these brands were giving right we were not creating an ip okay then we went to corporate wellness then we went to e-commerce but then when we reached e-commerce challenge was that is a business where you need to keep investing a lot of money and you only make money at scale but fundamentally though puru is a banya and i am a malayali but both of us are banya at heart when it comes to running business because we need to understand uh, uh, we only understand business where we make money we don't understand uh, stuff which we don't make money we don't understand unit Is that a challenge today? That's probably a challenge because world is telling us, "No, boss, you don't need to make money to run a business. You can run a business and make money later." Okay, uh, so we yes, that's the, probably the number one challenge we have. We fundamentally still think that you can build business which can be scalable by looking at unit economics and by creating the best value money invested vis-a-vis value created business out there, but. the the community whom we are trying to raise money is a different challenge they think that no that's probably not the way but consumers who are buying from us believe that no that's the way it has to be so that's a challenge but there's no right or wrong answer that's a current challenge right but uh, uh, but challenge i would tell is more from how can we get the solutions of clean food at the right price point at at the household of of each household of india that's the challenge which is driving us today right today's challenge is that can we get for example I, I, the pancake we spoke right we launched pancake for five months back but pancake right now at the dosa mix dosa mix at right now is at a price point where not every household would like would be able to take that so our challenge was to bring the price down and match it to the level at which you don't have to think before making that uh, dosa every day in the morning right challenge at each stage is different so today's challenge is that that can 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 the world be corrected the way they look at consumer businesses that you don't need to bleed money to build a brand you don't need to run one plus one offer to build a brand okay you don't need to go and go and uh, you the marketing and the reach probably through the best person to talk about you need to both have running at an optimum speed like you cannot have a Uh, brand pull much more than the distribution pull. It has to be at at, at the right balance. That's the challenge which we are currently facing. Okay. Ah, uh, Puru also mentioned uh, challenges in terms of failures that you have gone through. Puru, would you like to talk about any failures that you have gone through as a as a founder? So a lot of so I I think you know Shrijit covered most of it. But just trying to sort of reflect, I think the biggest. Uh, learning for us, and I would, you know, that's why I was not sure. Challenge, learning, failure—they're probably on the same continuum, right? Is that, you know, as entrepreneurs, we have seen that when you chase one thing, you sort of get so obsessed with it yourself that you forget that there is a world around you, right? So, for instance, if I'm building something and I look at unicorns coming out, I feel that no, no, I also need to be a unicorn. You know, what I have to do, I have to be a unicorn. So, you know, uh, first few years we were so obsessed intrinsically that we thought what we are making is brilliant. 
sometimes that and that maturity i think maybe for us it came with time i'm not sure about others but we realize sometimes that okay let's just get an outside in view that what are we building you know we might just let's say somebody comes and says oh ye to scale nahi hoga then we'll say no no this guy is you no know, useless he doesn't know we know so but then when you look at it maybe you think yeah maybe there is merit in what he's saying it is actually not scalable how do you make it scalable that one perspective sort of gave us you know so there are things you face as fail because when you fail if you are humble enough to understand that yes it's a failure because there are certain inputs that we could not give and if that gets addressed then i think we are on the right track for us every time we failed the blessing has been we learned something from it saying yes we need to change something rather than just rubbish it off saying the world is wrong and we are right hence we failed i think that is where the the learning came in so you know things like uh, when we were doing our own product we were like okay great you know our, our product is great our product is great why are people not buying it because people don't know about it or we used to say that no no it is uh, it is without any sugar it is without any whole grains then we realize are people really looking for it does it really matter to someone who who wants tasty food no so those things when you ask yourself those are the challenges when you get up the next day and say okay how do i solve it no so for us the problem definition practically changes every day where you say okay today no so if i have to give you challenges i'll have to multiply all the 10 years <laughs> multiply that with the days and then say okay these many challenges but broadly i think that is what we sort of keep switching gears go get inside out view and then outside in view and see where are we sort of you know uh, not changing gears yes uh you also spoke about learnings uh, when you face challenges you learn something can you tell us uh a few learnings few key learnings that you have got as an entrepreneur which we can take away and apply to our ventures and this question i'll ask separately for to puru and sijit both of you can you answer separately so you know uh, sometimes uh, let's say uh, you know and this happens when you read articles about productivity about success about you or you read and then you keep nodding your head saying yeah yeah this guy is right this guy is right but when you go back you actually don't follow it so no so when we left our jobs the first thing people used to say is never look at social media and we're like yeah yeah we won't but then eventually we used to look at other people and say oh my god this guy is doing well we are not doing well you know so you always tend to compare and have different benchmarks and you know i think every entrepreneur deep down is highly insecure you know we don't admit it but we always tend to be insecure saying no 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 this guy is doing better we are not doing better you always tend to follow that benchmark and every time we've done that we've realized that it's probably a distraction because yes it is important to see what is going out there it is important to figure out you know that yes we need to learn from others but also continuously focus on what's what you stand for i think that is our biggest learning because and i think almost once a week shrijit and i have this discussion where the starting question is why did we start this you know it might it might sound too premature but actually we make sure that we revise that why did we start this why did we start this because the moment you keep reinforcing that same thing to yourself you realize okay fine so if we started this for this reason maybe what is happening right now is not something that we should be worried about let's say you know we sort of went to raise funds some vc said no some pe said no we went to you know go to we expected certain business happening in a channel it went down we obviously tend to get um um Uh, what should be sad about it right like maybe that's the simplest word so <laughs> you don't feel it and every day is an engine for you you know when you lose people when you think people are not engaged you think okay maybe there's something wrong but then when you go back saying okay why did we start this it always helps you anchor to that decision 
and then decide the rest of it. That I think has been our biggest learning, at least personally for me, when if you reflect on it, it really helps you because then you stay on course. Otherwise you tend to look at the world and you want to be that world and you start aping them where your objective is very different from them. So I, like, let's say there are 41 uh, unicorns. We don't want to be a 42nd unicorn because that's not what something that we are chasing. We, are, we have started this for some other reason. And I think we will continue focusing on that reason for ourselves. At least, you no, know, uh, that's what is on our mind. Srijit. Uh, uh, yeah, so Priya, so uh, I, I would actually, but my, my learning is very close to what Puru put it. Okay, but I would extrapolate it a little bit more with an interest there because a lot of people uh, think about entrepreneurship to make money and, and get hooked on the glamour. Okay, but I fundamentally believe if your purpose is to make money and have a good life, then the best way to do that achieve is to do excel at your job at a very beautiful place. Okay, because money and, and life is what you're looking at, then that's the most secured and most best route to reach there. But if your objective is to create something, okay, which you will be proud of, okay, whether what you created could be the biggest failure country would have seen, but you still have created something. If your purpose is to create something, then start entrepreneurship. Money is not guaranteed, but creation and experience is guaranteed. So, so we both uh, uh, actually live by one word of, of Steve Jobs. When you look back, things start connecting and you know why it happened. Like, for example, the, the classic case is uh, whatever. So various examples from Steve Jobs. Like, for example, today we have a very crystal clear uh, understanding of what we will do offline in, in the offline world. Three years back when Guru used to go and tell investors, we are not good in modern trade. And that's by choice. People used to look at us, well, are you being stupid? Not being in a place where your customers are most likely to be going and shopping. Right now, the same investors are telling, I think you guys were right. right? So modern trade is the place where you need to go. And today also the same investors are telling their portfolio companies, you need to quickly grow, go to modern trade. But we are still stuck to the same principle. We are there in close 25,000 general trade. And as of today, except some regional modern trade, we are not there. Not that, not that we don't believe those, those businesses are, aren't good. They are not good for us. They are not good for our values. Stick to your values and your driver to do an entrepreneurship has to be creating something impactful and learning. Every day we are learning. Okay. Someday we uh, learn stuff which we should not be doing ever again. Someday we learn stuff which we should be doing every, every day. So every day we, we learn different stuff. So, so stay close and, 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 and be clear of what are you getting this uh, entrepreneurship journey into. Okay. My last question to both of you, uh, due to constant of time, uh, I just have one more question. Uh, if... Uh, both of you can summarize the meaning of entrepreneurship for each of you in one or two lines. Okay, for me, entrepreneurship is, is a life where your adrenaline is, is pushed every day. Okay, and every day you go back to sleep, even the day when, uh, even the day when you have the worst day in your in your career, you still go back to sleep, uh, uh, not thinking tomorrow will be even more scarier, but go back to sleep thinking was at least my day didn't go waste. Okay, or what am I doing uh, with my life? I don't think those things uh, come more often. Even if those things come, those things come more often with 
a comparison to a peer or a competitor brand, not from, from intrinsically. So that's the entrepreneurship uh, for me, a life which is, which is full, impactful and eventful and, 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 and you have some purpose and meaning. Yeah, so similar, except just uh, one thing, I think, uh, because you know, there is a fine print between entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship, right? I think people can make a difference by being in an organization. And as Shizit said, if your aspirations are different in terms of money, everything, even a job is also the best thing. Mm-hmm. But probably, you know, if I have to look back and our definition has changed, I think every six months in the last 10 years. So I think one thing that we think is if you want to try something uh, and you feel that, yes, that is something that you really believe and are not getting that requisite ecosystem around you, you should just go ahead and jump and try. Because 10 years later, you should not look back and regret your try to That's the only thing. If your job allows you, please go ahead. If your job doesn't allow you, just jump out, try it out, fail if needed, get back to the job, but just try it out. I think that's, that's I think, what, what entrepreneurship would be in my mind. Uh, well, uh, uh, we have come to the end of this session. Thanks for joining both of you. It was a pleasure. And uh, our best wishes for true elements. Thank you. Thanks, Priya. Thanks for your time. Thanks, thanks, Priya. Thanks for hosting us. Thank you. Thanks.